guys. So we're bringing on our special guest a little early tonight here on Below the Belt Show, guys. Uh, he's a recording artist, an actor, a Broadway star, a finalist on NBC's The Voice. And uh, this Friday and Saturday, he's going to be an educator, uh, which is really exciting. He's going to be uh, participating in a master class on how to launch a successful entertainment career uh, for those of you in the West Virginia WVU area. And if you're not, drive there. Why not, right? <laughs> it's uh, Tickets are free for this event, and uh, we're happy to welcome on BTV, Tony Vincent. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Wow, good to have you. And wow, you're giving entertainment advice, and the tickets are free. They are. I mean, a lot of this has to do with the university and, and our relationship that we've kind of established with them. Um, and it's, you know, if I was a young person wanting to do entertainment, musical theater, rock and roll, whatever that is in your mind. I mean, this is an amazing event that um, really gleans some 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 amazing talent from people that are actually you know occupying valid space in in the industry so it's it's going to be a really really cool experience wow so this takes place over the course of two two days two days um yeah give us a little bit of breakdown on the two days and what we can expect sure so um the the sort of the parent company um occupies a basically kind of commercial music space um, the reason that I'm a part of this is because I've been doing, although I was a recording artist prior to doing Broadway and, and West End Theater in London, was because um, I sort of bring this authenticity of, of being a songwriter and a recording artist, but there's you know this sort of trajectory that I moved into when I moved to New York back in the late 90s um, and wound up being a part of this show called Rent, which was this the massive catalyst that that really sort of allowed young people to experience musical theater again. I mean, it was really that like I'm I'm a big believer that um, that Hamilton wouldn't exist without Rent. I mean, it basically brought youth back into making kind of Broadway cool or you know a really kind of great way of educating, dealing with you know social issues and and political issues and sort of the the day-to-day -day life that most people deal with that Broadway wasn't really hitting on and since really West Side Story. I think it's brilliant advice and you're right. Um, it's good to have Broadway in the forefront, you know, because everybody now wants to be the EGOT, e the EGOT now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I think Eminem and um, and Adele are, are short of a Tony now, so they need to maybe take this master class. To I mean, how to get that Tony, right? Like Eminem goes, you know, he books a show on Broadway. I'm there. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Now, obviously, The Voice uh, was a was a great opportunity. Do you feel that that has certainly helped you uh, in your career? And would you advise any aspiring singer to go for a voice or American Idol or any kind of reality show to get that kind of exposure. So th this is my takeaway and you're going to have to take it for what it's worth. So before I even hit the voice, I had already had two major label record deals and I had already been in three Broadway shows. My, the reason that I wanted to do the voice was because I thought it was the most legit talent focused, like performer kind of, 
really just kind of dialed in to the singer more than any other show. Um, everything was a little other. Mm, I don't know. It just felt a little bit disauthentic to me. Okay. And I thought the, that the voice, I mean, the whole turning of the chairs thing, I mean, you're, you're really just, you have to be like on point if you're going to like turn these, you know, really established artists around, you know? My goal of why I did it was sort of twofold. It was because you can't deny the power of social media and television in general when right. know, 17 to 20 million people are seeing your face every other week. And there's also, after doing Broadway for about 17 years at that point in my career, I really wanted to take a shift back and focus on being a recording artist and being a songwriter and, and generating content of my own because I think that that's a, an unusual struggle that Broadway talent deals with because most people and i'm not saying everybody but most actors on stage are not creators they don't generate content of their own they i don't want to say they emulate either it's a bit of a sketchy sort of slippery slope term but they they play roles that are not authentic to themselves and that's cool because that's what your role and job is as an actor i mean that's why i did musical theater so long is because i found that experience really really freeing but I wanted to like go back and take a U-turn and say, you know what? My time on Broadway and, and London's West End was fantastic, but I really am a recording artist. I came from listening to the Beatles and David Bowie and Duran Duran, and like th that's where my roots kind of live. Phenomenal and, artist right there. You know, and that's where I wanted to go back. Ironically enough, the story that The Voice chose to tell was my relationship with Green Day on a Broadway stage. Did it work out like I wanted? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I can't say no because you can't <laughs> deny the power of television. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it didn't necessarily bring me back into where I thought it would, if that ah, makes sense. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Would okay. you do the experience again? In a heartbeat. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. I'd like to ask a question about, yeah. I've seen, according to your resume, you've acted in mostly Broadway rock musicals, Rent, Jesus Christ Superstar, We Will Rock You, Dirty Dancing, American Idiot. Is there a musical out there that you would love to do someday in your career at one point? Yeah. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. Ooh. Ooh. Todd. Awesome. Bec well, two, two reasons why. I mean, I think, I mean, I think Sondheim gets no better. It gets no no more yeah. tricky. I think it's the biggest challenging um, music. I mean, I think Stephen was just one of the most gifted musicians and songwriters that the, that the Broadway world will ever know. I mean, Weber has had his time, and I know Andrew well, but I just think there's those. He's just so unique and so like specific and it's really tough to sing um and i gravitate towards really dark material so you know cutting up people is very intriguing to me especially if you can do it in a really authentic way where you you know you you grab the audience and they feel empathy for the character who's actually the evil component that's why i like gel with character like you know saint jimmy or judas is because the moment that you can actually turn the role on its head and have the audience actually feel compassion for who's supposed to be at face value the bad guy 
you're winning in a different way, if that makes sense. You're giving them layers. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's one um, conspicuous one that's not on the list. Uh, Rock of Ages. Wouldn't do it. Really? Please. No way. (laughs) No way. Please elaborate. Two words. Journey. I just won't do anything if Journey's involved. Oh, wow. I will say this. You know what? Sorry. I I, I sort of apologize and sort of I don't. But I think the ironic thing in that whole thing was that when I was on The Voice and CeeLo had me team up with a, a, a another um, contestant, or whatever you want to call what we were on that that show, he made us sing a Journey song against each other. Or, well, oh, technically wow. with each other. So I had to sing a, a Journey tune. Um, but I can't do stuff that is tongue-in-cheek, even though We Will Rock You kind of is because it's a it's kind of a silly script. Right. Um, yeah. The mu- the music was authentic, and I think that I don't, you know, I don't, I can't see me ever doing something like a a Rock of Ages or a Mamma Mia or where just where the music kind of is is loved, but the story is pithy. If it doesn't have a real foundation of something that is really authentic, I don't think I could do it artistically. Interesting. Wow. Absolutely. Now, um, you have had an association with Queen, a long association, beginning with We Will Rock You. You were in the original London cast, which I wish you were in the North American cast. That's when I saw it oh. about 10 years ago. You performed with Roger Taylor Queen recently. Earlier this year, you joined forces with the Houston Symphony Orchestra. What is about the music? Oh, yeah, you also performed a Queen song on your blind audition on The Voice. What is it about <laughs> Queen that speaks to you personally since you had this long association for over 20 years now? I just think that there are very few front men that will ever touch what Freddie brought to the stage. I mean, mm. we're... One of the Definitely. best, the yeah. best voices our planet will ever experience. Um, Without a doubt. And I and I mm-hmm. tread very lightly on the material, and I I try to make it my own because we have a very similar range. Like I would never try to emulate what Freddie does because what he does, no one should ever try to do. You know what I'm saying? Agree. And that's where I, as a musician, approach it as. This is kind of like holy grail material, and you what you do is you bring you you bring your authentic self to it, and you hope that that inspires or at least entertains people, and and at least lets them go. Oh, damn it! Freddie was so good, wasn't he? Great, you know. This mm-hmm. is great, but it brings me back to the original material. Like that's why I continue to like work with Queen or continue to do David Bowie material because those artists will never happen again. And I don't think that the material of the 70s, 80s, or 90s will ever be remembered in the same way. Like music today, I mean, I'm, I think Harry Styles is absolutely bonkers. You know, Brandon Urie of Panic at the Disco, one of the most amazing yes. vocalists on the planet. Absolutely. However, we're not going to hold on to the songs like we did, like Pink Floyd or Zeppelin or Van Halen or yeah. whatever you want to call that. It's just not going to be the same. Social media moves too fast. Culture moves too fast. We don't, you know, it's it's not like they're the soundtrack of our lives. They're like the soundtrack of a moment. Yeah. Well, That's, interesting. 
Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Interesting enough, uh, CeeLo said uh, when you uh, performed your, your – uh, We Are the Champions, he said that Freddie Mercury would have been proud. Uh, how, how did you feel about that? That's pretty awesome. I try to take every moment for what it is and not let compliments, negative – you know, compliments, whether they're positive or critiques, negative – way on what I do. I just it's it's a real slippery slope if you kind of go to that place of like, oh, well he thinks you're that or she thinks you're this or oh you really messed up here. If I go there, it's it's this um I'm not very forgiving of myself. So I'm I'm my worst critic. I don't need somebody else like their praise to validate what I do. I know when I'm really on point and I know when I'm really not. Now speaking of being a critic Tony, um, from what I'm reading here at the masterclass, you're actually going to be uh, <laughs> giving advice, counsel, and yeah. some of the people in attendance will have the opportunity opportunity to perform yes, and receive absolutely. a critique from you and the other entertainment executives joining you. So you get a chance to be CeeLo or a Simon Cowell. Or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are you going to? Uh, um, what what is your uh, critique style? Well, first and foremost, I want that experience for the talent. And in this in the situation that's going to happen in in Parkersburg is that we're going to basically be doing an authentic replication of what a New York City Broadway audition is like. I mean, I want it to be so on point that if they walk into a an audition in the city, they're not going to be thrown in any way. I want to make sure that they have the right you know, the, their arrangement of music is well marked out. I want to make sure that those, you know, um, sheet covers are matte finish as opposed to uh, clear because they can actually reflect the light. And so the pianist has a, a difficult time reading the material. Like we really get, well, we, I get very specific in how to teach someone to walk into additions and not feel intimidated um, and I want them to to leave that experience that I have with them in any teaching experience that I have, feeling empowered, not not you know bewildered or less than they should be, because I think that much of the time we are our own worst enemy when it comes to stepping into an environment that is just uncomfortable. We just we don't have the the encouragement, whether it's we were raised in a, uh, a family that wasn't necessarily the best encouragement we could have so we now we go on this downward spiral of we ridicule ourselves we're you know um already telling ourselves that we're not good enough before we even enter the room and so my goal is to present a first of all an authentic environment that they will see that they are valid that their talent is of worth that they are as human beings worthy of being there in that that room um, and then we can kind of actually pinpoint things and areas that they can actually work on. But they have like my goal as, you know, as a a coach uh, therapist in, in that sort of like performance setting is to make sure that those individuals feel validated and like their their humanness is worth being there. That's incredible. You should be a life coach. Can you be my life coach? <laughs> well, f funny enough, this is kind of off on, on another world. I'm actually um, with my partner. Her name is Raven Chapman. She's a marketing specialist. 
but we're actually going into corporate America and teaching people kind of performance skills so that they can feel like they have worth where they're going forward and so that they're not second guessing themselves. And it's, it, it is a big, it's a little bit, um, it's, it's a bit of therapy because we have to kind of heal from a lot of stuff. And I had some really painful things that I grew up with that I still am dealing with in, in, with my therapist, but I now feel at least that I have like worth to like, you know, be in front of you and sing in front of you and, and give a character that you can hopefully forget your own life for just a moment. And I can take you on a journey to, to, to whatever that is, whether it's darkness or a, a celebration or, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I think us as humans, we really need to kind of do that for each other. Definitely. I agree. 100%. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, some people have more experience, you know, in the sense of coaching, but we all need to start being a more safe place for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do when we deal with so much shit and baggage from our past, because it it just is this journey of we carry this burden and it it tends to hurt relationships that we're in because we can't seem to get past the past. Yeah. And I know for me, like it always affects like performances when you're like stuck in your head and, you know, like you said, like you're your own worst critic. And like, I think it's fantastic that, you know, you're opening these doors for performers to feel that confidence and to like, I just think it's fantastic. Well, and the good and to me, the overall scope of this is not necessarily to find the next Broadway star. It's to Mm -hmm. make sure that that young person that I work with or even that 35 or 40 year old person that I work with, they feel more celebrated and more human and valid than they have ever felt in their lives. I don't care if they go back to their accounting job. I want that moment to be so special for them where they were like, "Mm, yeah, I actually was real. I was seen. I was heard. I was validated like that to me. That has repercussions that go way beyond a Broadway stage. Yeah. That affects your children's children. I agree. And then like this, that positivity, like I feel like in auditions or like in the industry, there's so much negativity or like focusing on what did you do wrong instead yeah. of like just, I don't know, I think like I wish more people did like the methods you're talking about. Like I, I really think it would be a lot more helpful and getting better performances even like in themselves and things like that. One of the best performances happening. It's when the person feels free to do what Mm -hmm. they, you know, feel like they can, like they'll, they'll challenge themselves or they'll take a critique by a director of like, why don't you try this? But the environment is so free to do it. They're like, well, sure. I have nothing to lose. You know, I'm not losing face by taking a challenge. I'm actually like, okay, let's explore this. Like, it's only when you're celebrated as a human being mm. that those experiences can possibly exist. That's great, Tony. And I'm, I'm reading some really other really important aspects um, that you're going to be talking about, which is branding, artist identity and branding. Uh, I've seen on those reality shows, what kind of artist are you? And they're like, oh, I just like to sing this and that. Mm. Uh, and uh, that's that's really, really important. Social yeah. media digital and physical marketing. Wow, you're, you're bringing it all to this masterclass. This is fantastic. 
it's a it's a very exciting thing that we're doing with with PCG theatrical and PCG universal. It's it's the commercial music side of thing. It's the yeah. musical theater side of thing. We really kind of cover all bases. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, that that seems really really exciting. Very very cool. Wow. And you're going to be joined by a couple other uh, amazing talents. Yep. Um, Jennifer McGill. Yep. Uh, oh, who's from Mickey Mouse. Yeah. She's a contemporary Christian vocalist, talent coach, um, and also Bernard Porter, CEO of P, uh, CG Universal. Yep. Awesome. And both, both, both of those individuals have had some, you know, some pretty, you know, weighty career moments. So it's 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 a it's a joy to be able to partner with them. Sure. Right. Now, what about awesome. those folks that are interested in film and television? Do you have anything uh, to offer those folks? Well, I think that what you're sort of touching on here about the branding and that sort of thing is really, really crucial. I know that without, I mean, I was a, I had a little bit of a leg up growing up because my father actually owned an advertising agency. So when I was growing up, what did we talk around the dinner table about? It was what he was doing for his, you know, one of his clients and that sort of thing. So it, it, it sort of, because I had sort of this fixation on record covers and print media and that sort of thing for music i was always about how does the music feel like i mean you think of dark side of the moon you think immediately of that record cover that right. record cover feels like that music that you're listening to and i knew that even as a an independent recording artist like i was recording at a you know a college recording studio in the middle of the night because that was the only hours that I could get as a freshman, you know, student, I shouldn't have probably ever been there in the first place. But, you know, you just basically like, what does this visual represent? It has to represent what the music sounds like, or at least it has to call into question. And I mean, the visual, because that usually people back in the day when you were buying CDs or that was on the you know, record store shelves, like, what are you going to reach for? Like, what what's going to grab your attention? It has to be something that is at least interesting. And I hope that it would, you know, represent what the music articulates. Um, but in regards to film or TV, even though I've done minimal film and TV work, while I have, it's not the medium that excites me because there's not that energy exchange with an audience. And that's that to me is what moves me. Um, you, I'm sure, you know, you get that to a certain extent when you're on, on set and you're dealing with, you know, a bunch mm -hmm. of other actors on set or, you know, the crew and that sort of thing. And when you have a take and you know, you nailed it, everyone, you know, sort of erupts and applause and that sort of thing. It's not the eight show week when you get that, that feedback, you know, from moment to moment, to moment, to moment, to day, to night, to night, you know what I'm saying? It's like that kind of thing mm -hmm. is what moves my spirit and that's what makes live entertainment so riveting to me that's why i occupy that space i mean whether it's live rock and roll or live storytelling through musical theater i'm like that's what moves me and that's what i can teach you know film and tv acting is so much more small and you play to a much more shallow depth of field you're connecting with your audience you don't get a chance to do mm -hmm. and and that's what that's what moves me. That's why I love rock and rolls because it's the it's the it's the guts. It's the it's that thing. It's that undescribable yeah. thing that you kind of can't put your finger on, but you know when it moves you. 
that deep feeling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, film like, you know, Westworld moves me in a way that I never thought I'd ever be moved. Fantastic you know? show. Um, <laughs> you know, and some really dark films, like just really, they're transformative in their own right. But that actor, whether it's, you know, Tim Robbins and Jacob's Ladder, I mean, he's not feeling what I'm feeling in that moment because he's not performing it in front of me. Right. To me, that's the excitement about live performance. And you, you can't replicate that on film or TV. That's awesome. Absolutely. Dean, Ali, any closing uh, questions? Yeah, my last question is this. With this free masterclass seminar, it feels like it's a stepping stone to something bigger down the road. Where do you yep. see PCG theatrical going, let's say, in the next three years from now? Where do you see it's going? Do you see more seminars happening outside of the Nashville and the West Virginia area? Where do you see it going? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I wouldn't be, you know, doing this if I didn't want to affect as many possible future talent as possible. But it's also beyond just future talent. It's about, in my scope, and it may, it may be because I have two children and I want to affect their lives in the most positive way, you know, mm -hmm. out there. But it's like, how many people can I impact in a great way so that they can feel more self-worth? Like, that's really what it's about. I mean, I hope that we spawn the next 20, you know, Broadway stars for the next decade. I would love for that to be the case. And that will be the case if the right person is there. However, that's not my goal. My goal is to really touch a human being and make them feel great in their own skin. Like that's because then when you do that, they can do anything. Broadway, not Broadway, nothing involved in the entertainment at all. They can be the best mom because they have the best self-worth. They're not trying <laughs> to make up for what their mother didn't do. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Like that's that's I need you to be my life coach. Well, <laughs> Alex, Alex, well, Tony, this is amazing. Thank you so much. So after Parkersburg, West Virginia, where are you taking the masterclass next? Well, actually, I'm 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 continuing to grow a, a company called Empowered by Speech, which is what okay. me and my partner Raven are doing. We're actually okay. moving performance from the stage into corporate America. Okay. Very, so very we just cool. yeah we just went live September one so empoweredbyspeech.com it's Empowered by it's speech. a really sexy cool unconventional website it's really it's really okay dope. cool and of awesome. course for uh, tickets for uh, this amazing masterclass in West Virginia wvup.edu/tony-vincent and of course your official website tonyvincent.com right indeed indeed all right well Tony uh, before we let you go if you could let us know who you are. Uh, throw out your accolades, uh, throw out whatever plug you want, and let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. Awesome. Will do. Whenever you're ready. Go ahead. Awesome. Hey, this is Tony Vincent. You are on Below the Belt Show. Check me out from Broadway, from London's West End. We'll be here in Parkersburg. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Amazing. Perfect. Love it. Let's do a photo op on the count of three. One, two, three, and smile. Awesome, Tony. Brilliant. This is great. Thank awesome. you so much. Wow. My pleasure indeed. Thank Again, you for people, Thank please you. check out this masterclass. West Virginia, Virginia, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, any surrounding states, please, please uh, check this out um, for all you entertainers and aspiring performers. Thank you so much, Tony.
Pleasure indeed. Thank you. Have a good night. Cheers as well. All right. Take care. All right, guys. That was Tony.